everybody. This is a new uh, video cast podcast called What You Want. It's called Stage Banter. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there to talk about bands, interviewing the bands. I'm going to focus on the cool shit, the dumb shit, the rad shit, the stupid shit, the shit that gets said on stage by people who've had too much to drink, nothing to drink, and everything in between. I am here with one of my best buds in the world, Steve C., also known as Wrath from Wrath and the Wise Guys. I'm sure you know them. They are a tour monster machine. Wrath is always touring by himself with his support group, the Wise Guys, with his other dudes, the Social Infants. He's always putting out podcasts. DCPC Live would almost not have existed without him. He's the one that helped us do so many of our original live streams. We put out his band on our 10th release. I mean, this guy is just a demon monster, and I hope his wife shows up because she's crazy scene supportive as well, taking these killer-ass photos, putting out a punk rock yearbook. It's more than just the musicians that make this shit happen. It's the people out there doing things, and Steve is one of those people doing, doing, doing. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Fucking awesome. So, you know, I'm, so this whole thing, as you said, it's going to be all about like stage banter. So we're actually going to hit you hard and fast. I have a song coming up for you. It's off your new EP in the mirrors. <laughs> I believe that you called in the mirrors. And I'm going to give you 30 seconds um, to, no, I'm not even going to give you 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you about count of 10. You're going to give me a 15 second song. You are on stage. There are five people watching you plus a dog. <laughs> All right. You need to get those five people excited so they don't leave and go outside to take come a on. smoke or go take a piss. Your song's about to come on. Five, four, three, two, one. Intro it. All right. What's up, everybody? Um, I hope this song makes you happy. It makes me happy, and we're happy to play it. And I, I hope that you are happy people listening to this song. <laughs> Here I'm already dead To cover up your grave Losing your innocence Won't bring back consequences Can't hear a word you say Make sure you stay inside Despite what you're pretending We're all here just for the ride We're on this ride To wherever we decide There was a day when I couldn't see but I woke up and I said, fuck that shit, I've got something to do. So I looked in the mirror and I said, fuck you. All right, you're going to have to go to Spotify uh, to hit the rest of that on your own. And I think you're going to want to because that shit is just super crazy dope. How'd that feel being put on the spot like that, buddy? Thanks, man. Uh, awful. Ah! Uh, <laughs> well, considering we... We open with that song, and so uh, I don't. I try not to say a lot before it normally, and so that was a very like, oh shit! I actually have to think of something to say. <laughs> uh, and, and, you <laughs> so, know, I didn't even think about that. I mean, I've seen you so many times, but uh, I'm not sure if I've noticed like you've been opening this one since the last time I saw you. But that yeah, kind of goes I mean, in. Okay, oh, go I don't even think we had it the last time that you were around. Yeah, yeah. So in a minute. That gets to my one of my next questions. Do you practice your stage banter during your practices? Do you plan what you're going to say? Uh, no. Um, I mean, most of the process comes from trying stupid shit. And I'll go and watch. I mean, I, I watch a lot of old concert footage. So I watch a lot of Nirvana and Green Day and like Molly Crew. 
Yeah. They say a lot of stupid shit. And so, you know, I kind of work with that. And then, you know, I improv live. And so I'll say something stupid. And if it sticks, I kind of work it into the sets from there. But, you know. So you do have like running gags. Like I know when I was in Call and Dead, we had this one song. And our bass player always wanted to say, everyone, this is slow song. Grab your partner. And then like a grindcore song would come on. And it was like, (laughs) oh, it's funny the first five times maybe. Right. And I mean, like it. That that's one of the most interesting parts is keeping it interesting to you because if it's not, then it's definitely gonna fall flat. But if it's something that you can keep sort of interesting, you know, I I come from a theater background, so um, retelling the same jokes and stupid lines over and over again that you are no longer laughing at is a huge. I mean, it's just something you do. Yeah, no, it's true. So, do you tend to do your banter like between certain sets? Like, you like, like, do you play a three song set stop and then like you have the banter kind of pre planned, like where it may happen at least? Like, this is where we take a break, or do you guys tend to just go straight through and then if it happens, it happens? Um, I try, um, honestly, I do try to figure out where it's gonna go, and then you know, once you get up on stage, everything's gone. Yeah. So, you know, I try to fit it in. I forget half the stuff, more than half the stuff that I planned. And then, you know, sometimes it just, it, you know, it just comes out wherever it does, wherever you remember to say one of your pre-planned lines. <laughs> so you're Wrath. So you say you're probably the one that talks the most. Is there anyone that is not allowed to talk or should not be allowed to talk? Would that uh, be you actually? I, I think across the board, drummers shouldn't talk. Uh <laughs> as a drummer i agree <laughs> i i that's probably the the regular you know the the general consensus there but uh is that just because we uh, don't have a microphone back there because like drummers <laughs> just really shouldn't be fucking trusted i think i you know they say some dumb shit and uh i mean that i it's not like i don't say dumb shit you know i just i feel like there's a higher ratio of uh dumb to smart when it comes to the drummers i don't yeah. You know. But my bassist does say a lot. And I, I mean, I'm thankful for that because I don't have to pull all the weight the whole time. It's really hard, especially, you know, you've seen us. I put my guitar down and, and pick it up half the time. And so when I go and do that, something's got to happen. Someone's got to talk. Someone's got to pick so, up the slack. No. All right. Yeah. So my next segment is called Fuck Yeah, Fuck No. <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you some things that I hear people say all the time. And you got a piece of paper nearby? Mm, not we'll just do it without the paper but i got some paper all right right fuck yeah on one side fuck no on the other side we'll see if we agree or disagree on these things okay okay let's see i know i can do this i gotta find something that'll show up well on this paper Come on, I guess let's keep the banter going while you're doing this. Hey, everybody. So he's looking at it. I'm going to do some stage banterizing. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we're going to keep doing this, and we're going to have, like, multiple bands on here. And I don't know about you, but I think Steve would make a great regular co-host for this sort of shit, too, because he's just Whoa. that kind of guy. I'd love to have him on here with me regularly. I just asked him right here now. He, he, so now he's going to have to, like, say yes or no in front of a live studio audience, except this isn't live. I'm a drummer. <laughs> I shouldn't say shit. See? See, I said I shit the other day. Uh, we played the Autobahn with my old band, The Overprivileged, and I said some shit. And it was like the sort of joke I would have made when I was like 22. My wife's like, <laughs> yeah, the, the young girls out there did not like that. I was like, I don't even mean it like that. She's like, I know you don't mean it like that. And that's not even who you are. But you made the joke anyway. And I was like, I don't know why I did. I could blame yeah. it on beer, you know. 
And yeah, yeah it was, that's, it was, that's the risky. The risky it, it, it is. You definitely is. have to take accountability for. I said it. Even if you don't mean it, you know what I mean? Like people, it, it's really hard to justify where improvisational comedy comes from. And it's just sort of shit that popped into my head. And I'm not, you know, maybe, you know, what one of the biggest things I, you know, I have a six year old. He's OB7 yeah. next, this coming month. And one of the biggest things we have to tell him is just slow down and think before you do shit. And we kind of lose sight of that, having 30 minutes of this attention. And we've got to constantly, you know, we feel like we constantly have to fill somebody else's attention and be exciting. And, and you know, we say the shit that pops into our head. And it's like, oh, you know, it was exciting that I said that, but maybe not in a, in a necessarily correct mm-hmm. way. And that's, you know, like you said, that's not even necessarily who how you yeah. think or anything like that. It, it's it's just, about time and place though. Like ooh. there's certain jokes that look at the audience. Is this the appropriate audience, you know, within, within that realm? Right. All right. You got I, your fuck yes, fuck nose. Yeah. I'm hoping this shows up. This should, it should. it'll be fine. I'll be able to read it. The yeah. question is, are we going to agree or disagree? Okay. Yeah, I see it. There we go. Oh, see, Perfect. and now it's going to be the opposite. I oh, that cool. It. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got two papers. Look at you. You're better oh, than geez. me. I was just All like, right. you know, front and back. Fuck it. I mean, I wrote like pieces of shit paper. <laughs> oh, and I got this background. So you, there you go. I don't even see mine. So I'm just going to do the middle finger if then. I do it, if I do it right over my chest, it's. There you go. That works. <laughs> so I'll do the middle finger when it's that, and I'll do the thumbs up. I can't do the okay symbol because that's white power shit now. So right, they stole that right. from us. Assholes. Don't want to. Don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. So is it ever okay while you're playing a show to, in between songs, tell the audience to dance? Fuck no! Oh, no! Uh, I should I, already I mean, be doing it. Well, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, okay. I, I feel that. That's like that's like asking them to clap. <laughs> it's a comedian asking people to laugh. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I, all right, all right. Okay, you you can defend yourself. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. I guess it is just sort of time and place. People, you know, I as a. Uh, as a as a masochist, I can uh, relate to people wanting to be told what to do. You know, <laughs> uh, a man yelling at them just you know I I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you do it, right? Like right, you could be right. like, "Hey, everybody, come on! I want to see some dancing here." You're all just standing still, like you're criticizing them, right? Or if you're doing like, "Let's tear this place apart," right? Like, or we we usually just say we got a dancing song, so you know, like whatever. Yeah, as opposed to just pushing. Yes, as opposed to just pushing. Right. All right. Is it ever okay to ask people to sing along to your cover song? We do it. Yeah, we that's good. That's I'm okay. guilty. You can do that. People I'm need to guilty. know that it's okay to come up and get on the mic with you. It's all right to let them know that you're like you're okay with that. I think and that's we, okay. I mean, we play we played radio by rancid since we started and i mean there are, now we've got youtube videos up that show like we have four full bands <laughs> on stage with us singing and it's i really sang cool. along with you the one time you bought yeah yes and that's i you know what i haven't done that in about a year i'm, oh, I'm pretty disappointing I, I know well i'm you know I'm, I'm getting in better shape you know i'm staying hydrated and shit so <laughs> it, it, it helps all right is it ever okay to ask someone in the crowd, anybody, to bring you a drink while you're playing a show because you're need a beverage? 
I do. No, no. I do. I do. No. You know what? You know what? I'm a rock star, motherfucker. Bring me a drink. You work for me now. <laughs> Chris would do it all the time. He'd say, I need a rum and coke. Rum oh, and coke. I, Someone I, bring me a rum and coke. I do it as a pure flex. I'm like, you know what? Y'all work for me now. Someone's gonna bring me a drink, or you're not getting a good show. So that I mean, half the time I'm dying. And I yeah. fucking need it. So yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? If he actually needs, like, well, I could use a water or something like that. Or like, yeah. I just need a beer because I'm back there and I don't have one. He doesn't need anything to quench his thirst. He's just already drunk and wants to get drunker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it's part of the set, it's part of the set. But it worked. <laughs> it worked. And obviously, he didn't pay for it. So yeah, right, you always so get a free drink out of it. Yeah. So fuck it. You know. Yep. I understand. All right. This next <laughs> one's kind of tricky. I don't. I. I don't know how I feel about this next one. Ooh. Okay. Is it ever okay to introduce your band members, or is it a classic rock holdover? That is an iffy one. It is an iffy one. I'm not even sure I can like do a fuck yeah or fuck no. Like, I, I think yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to put it in the middle because it's it's fuck you, I maybe. Think it is, it's like a time and place kind of thing. Like yeah. if we've got the energy for it, and I remember, you know, there's a part in in the mirror that I like to do because that middle section, we all sort of have little solos or whatever. So I'll sort of introduce right before they do their little solo. If I remember, but well, I feel like in your nature to me, you're, you're the, you're the main songwriter, right? Right. Like you're wrath and, mm. and, and the wise guys and you've had great people playing with you, but you mm. also go on tour with other people. Mm. So it's, it's not quite like your Garth Brooks with a backing band, mm. but at the same time, you're not like a band that's maintained the same consistent members, mm. you know, all the time. You have, you know, you have your touring band, you have your local band, and then things in between sometimes change and go. Mm. And you kind of have that rock and rolling nature to you. It's like you're right. basically taking Kiss and Motley Crue and mixing it with like No Effects and Pennywise, a little bit of right. screeching. You're, you're, you're I beach, like that. You're, you're, you're I think that's punk. my favorite. I think that's my favorite overall description so far that's awesome you're welcome i listen like, to you a lot yeah. i know what you sound like <laughs> and you've seen us you know i've like, seen you like and, you and it fits your persona but could you have seen paul and dad like introducing each other i feel like in joke form <laughs> it's sort of like you don't you don't introduce but you say each other's names you know there's enough back and forth on yeah. stage to where like you meet everybody so that's i think that's a pretty cool yeah. um that you don't have to introduce each other you just sort of talk shit about each other and it <laughs> it all it all comes out you know it's cool in that talking way. shit that gets into my next one is <laughs> it okay to be self-deprecating about how well you're playing to basically say oh sorry we suck tonight guys or we're a shitty band is it ever okay to insult yourself genre wise i i think there's a genre but most of the time no i think like no, i right? I, you know what yeah. sucks is we do it, especially when we get drunk. We're like, oh, man, this sucks. And it's something yeah. that you sort of do just have to like, nah. I mean, My whole base player in the overprivilege would do it all the time. I'm like, dude, yeah. they and don't care. Like, They're having right. fun. Don't pee in their Wheaties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of just like, do you want to be here? I want to watch someone who wants to be up there. And as long as you want to be up there, you're going to do half the job, right? So, I mean, yeah, it is just kind of annoying. Sometimes because it's like, dude, if you suck that bad, just go. Like, yeah. then, then stop. No, like, why, why are you wasting really the time? Just stop playing. Right? Like, yeah, just go away. Or just play really hard and really fast. And mm -hmm. people are dancing and drinking and they're having a good time and they're they're listening to you, but they're also just enjoying the overall atmosphere and experience. So just relax. Mm -hmm. 
They're not like, going, oh my gosh, he hit an E when he should have hit an A on that last note. Right. They're and not doing that. If I mean, it's a shtick, it's kind of an overused yeah. shtick. I mean, there's point. someone in the back that's probably sitting back there commenting on the fact that like you're uh, you're tuned down a half step too low and like <laughs> they're like paying attention to everything going, oh, you fucked up that paradiddle on that snare fill. Oh, like, I mean, it's we're playing punk though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, of course we suck. Yeah, well, like, that's you know the point, who, right? You know who doesn't suck live <laughs> while they're playing? No effects. They're good. Yeah. That's about it. That's what which, you got. We're which not... is why that no effects rancid split sucks so bad because no effects is way too tight and rancid is way too sloppy. Yeah. And I forget which side I actually sounded okay, but overall I thought the whole <laughs> album was terrible because I'm like, no, this just goes to show you that like certain bands should not cover certain songs. And it's it was cool, you know. It was cool. Friendship, friendship is nice. It's a nice little extra bit, but yeah, you know, for value, nah. I have it, but I don't ever listen to it. Right, right. Like, I'll, I'll pick on, this up. I'll throw okay. radios on that one, right? Like, yeah. I'll throw on radio every yeah. now and then. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. But, yeah, yeah that, that song's sloppy. It's yeah. supposed to sound like that. And no effects so, did that with Frank Turner. It was a little bit better. A little bit right. Better. I'm a big Frank Turner fan. I was like, some of them worked well. Some of them were like, yeah. Right. Uh, we'll just right. never I mean, talked about that shortcut again. Right. I mean, they're they're musicians. They're yeah. They're actually really, really good musicians. And... You know, whatever. All right. <laughs> Last fuck yeah, fuck no. It's going to lead us into our next part. All right. So, you know, I grew up in the DC era. Fugazi would tell people not to dance, make sure it's safe for everyone. I just recently saw a band called Drug Church do their uh, show up in Albany, their Albany band. And they had a whole bunch of bands, five or six bands open for them. And you had like indie rock bands, bands that sound like Weezer and like Jeff Rosenstock and like total heavy metal bands, straight up like youth core, hardcore bands. So the audience was this very mixed array group of people. And Drug Church themselves are a mixture of like grunge, punk, and metal. So he like literally at one point kind of stopped in between the set and said, hey, guys, we need to watch how we're treating each other because not everyone here is used to enjoying a show the same way. So you need to like, instead of a, a, a kick pit, we need to turn it to a push pit. And we need to like come up a little closer to see if we can catch people that are stage diving so they're not hitting the floor. So we all need to kind of work together to create a positive experience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. So those are two examples of stage banter that like helped the crowd versus I watched the Woodstock documentary where Limp Biscuit basically incited a riot, which I saw them do that shit at Ozfest once too. So I'm like, how much responsibility is you as a band and your stage banter? to make sure that the audience is safe? Have you ever had to deal with a fight or had to like calm the audience down? And if not, how would you do it? Um, I mean, luckily I haven't had to stop for a fight or anything. You know, I've seen people go down on the pit and I'll sort of, you know, I'll watch closely. And if, if they aren't picked up quickly, you know, I'll make sure we stop and I make a point to say something like that. Um, but luckily we haven't, we haven't personally run into that. Um, I think you definitely have a responsibility. Um, I think, and that's why it's sort of like when you see these videos of like Corey Taylor or Dave Grohl or whoever, you know, Billy Joe stopping the crowd to stop a fight. It's like, well, you should. Yeah. I mean, if you see it, you're not like this white knight great guy because you stopped your song to like help a person. You probably should do that. I mean, it seems like the bare it, minimum, right? Right. Like, I'm not like a cop, but you see it, you say something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember I was running a show once, and it was like during a Sunday matinees in DC when the United One Twenty One like uh, soccer hooligans would come out, mm-hmm. and then somebody was getting boot stomped because he talked to someone's girl the wrong way. I had to stop the show because I'm like, nah, dude, I can't have five people like stepping on the dude. 
I don't even right. care if you did something wrong. I was like, it's we're not gonna have that happen in the middle of my club during a during a show. I was like, this, this we're just right. not having that. Right. You guys gotta go. I mean, unfortunately, that's what I, when we live in such a fragile state, especially yeah. for underground music, it's like, man, the one getting caught one time with violence in a in a venue is enough to shut it down. And it's like, yep. dude, we just we can't do it. You know, get it out. You know, just just not here. Yep. <laughs> you know, just go. All right. You know? So on that, I have best talk. I have two bands playing songs that, that are live, because I love live records, where a fight breaks out in their songs. And okay. we're going to see which band handles it the most. The first band is Avail, one of my favorite bands of all time. And they're actually playing Nameless, which is a song about not fucking fighting. <laughs> and then someone breaks out into the fight. Okay. Of right? Course. So uh, I'm going to play that one, and we'll play it until it gets to the fight. And then we'll stop it. So I want to like, you know, belabor the point. And then we'll go on to the next band, which is off with their heads, who okay. also have a fight breakout. So it's glorious. Nice. All right. You ready, sir? Mm -hmm. All right. at the right spot right, right right i was like oh it's it's not, i was like this whole song is about not fighting how ironic right. you ask clowns are fighting right that's yeah they they kept the music going so they kept people like you know still focused they didn't drop it out it was like okay we're gonna get the trouble out of here so mm. 
that's one way of dealing with it. So now we got to see how Off With Their Heads deals with it. You ever seen Off With Their Heads? I haven't, but they're coming through their second time in a year. Oh, oh they're, I think it's they're right before Fest. They're coming through again. So oh, go see them if you can. They're my pandemic band. They kept me from like basically murdering everyone in my neighborhood. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have become one of those like crazy psycho people because I was like, oh, yeah, these guys got it. All right. So okay. here we go. So who won that battle? I mean, I definitely think Off With Their Heads was a little more on there. Um, I mean, I'd probably be like, I, I, I don't necessarily want to say aggressive about it, but I'd probably be a little, you know, on more on that side where it's like, yo, we're not going to go. We're not going to keep going until this is over. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's a difference because like, you know, it was uh the dude hit a uh, hit, you know, ostensibly a female, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, uh, you know, I'm gonna assume during the Avail show that it was like two dudes fighting. Would, right. would they have reacted differently if some dude was clocking a girl? Right. They might have just like called it, you know. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, because it's like, dude, like for real? Yep. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So this next part is called I'm not a cliche. And I've got a little intro for it um, by one of my favorite bands growing up called uh, The X-Ray Specs. You ever heard of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's off one of their live albums because, well, everything should be live, right? <laughs> everything should be live. Everything. I am a cliche. That's it. That's me. There we go. All right. So <laughs> I want in 15 seconds for you to come up. We'll give 30 seconds. Every cliche that you have heard a band say on stage. Oh, fuck. 30 seconds. I'm going to go to. Oh, right. man. Cliches. Cliches. Damn it. Um, oh, you're freezing on me. I know. I'm actually not that not that good at the improv. <laughs> it's oh, all man. good. Cliches. We try to avoid them so hard. Now they're all. Gone. Damn. I don't know why I have nothing. All right, I came up with enough for both of us. <laughs> why do I have nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. I've been thinking about this for a week, so. 
Right. To be fair to you. All right. Number one, tip your bartender. Yeah. Come yeah, on, I everybody. Mean, get out there. Tip your bartender. I mean, it, uh, it gets a nice reaction, and it's, yeah. it's a nice way to have the uh, – the bar like you a little bit more at least yeah, you know i don't if, think if it's wrong promoting. to do but it is all we said right oh yeah oh yeah. yeah how about this one all right thanks for coming out we have merch in the back please make sure you check out our merch we're on all of the social medias the instagram the spotify follow us listen right right and it it, it feels obligated but everyone sort of knows it's like, you're just going to say it. <laughs> hey, everyone, thanks for coming out to the show. Thank you, name of venue, for having us. Thank blah, 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 the two opening bands whose names I barely remember. I'm trying to make sure I get them all. And thank the headlining band for having us here. Yep, yep. Those yep. are the most ubiquitous things, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the problem, dude. We got a problem. The problem is your drummer broke his bass pedal, and he needs a drum key to fix it. And yeah. he doesn't have a drum key on him. So someone had to run out to the parking lot to right. um to get a drum key. And you have a minute of spare time to do. And you need to spend one minute now talking to the audience without using any of the cliches we just talked about. Oh, perfect. Without sounding like a mendicant. So ready, set, one minute. All right. Hey, so is everybody uh everybody drunk yet? Any anybody? Yeah! All right. Well. We usually get nothing, so it's oh, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. Uh, so yeah, just to let you guys know, I uh, we do have some things for sale. I have shrimp in my trunk, and there's a lot of it. And uh, so if you follow me to the parking lot after this, my boss is gonna get really mad if I don't move, and it's it's not starting to smell. It it's not, but I want to get rid of it. Um. Um. You see the person out there taking taking pictures right now while I'm pointing. Uh, that's my beautiful wife out there. I, I have a great built-in. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife out there. Great support, you know, taking all the pictures and all the video. Um, yeah, so. And your drummer goes back a, with the drum key. A, I need a beer. Someone bring me a beer now. So how'd that go? Awful about about the way it normally does. <laughs> Would it have been easier if you could have used all those cliches? You, you know, like I said, because I try to stray away from those as much yeah. as possible. I uh, I try to come up with more. It's a little easier on the spot, especially not at you know ten in the morning when I have had a little bit to drink. My <laughs> <laughs> mind's flowing a little bit, a little bit more, but um. It's hard to force inspirado when you're just talking to your buddy on Zoom. Right, right. Uh, I should have I should have practiced this morning or something. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, you did just, uh, he is back. Let's play a little bit more of your music because I think everyone deserves to hear it. Is that okay? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool with me.
Now, you should hear that song on Spotify, but you should also <laughs> hear the live version on DCPC Volume 10. I don't know why I didn't play you that live version. And you can actually hear some of Steve's real live banter. I believe yeah. he said we're all going to be Satan worshippers on one of the songs at one point. Actually, that's the very beginning of our side is we're all going to hell tonight. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there's some good banter right there. Song yeah. about drugs. I haven't said drugs yet. Lots of drugs. Yeah, I say lots of drugs. Drugs. Lots of drugs. A lot drugs, drugs, drugs. Um, yeah, it's funny that that version of Stiff is the third version that we've put out now. That that one you just played. Yeah. So I had the original single that I did by myself to be to have our band as part of a comp uh, super early on, and then we got the live one, and then now our official studio version. <laughs> <laughs> there so you that, go. Yeah, That's that was awesome. super fun. So. Are you familiar with the band Propagandi? Familiar? Um, I know. Uh, like I, I've listened, but I'm not. I, I haven't done my deep dive into their discography yet. They're one of those political bands. So their mm -hmm. second album was called uh, "Less Talk, More Rock." Less rock, mm -hmm. more. Less rock, more talk. Oh my god, I can't remember which one it is. But that's kind <laughs> of the point, right? Which mm -hmm. one should it be? Like I've seen plenty of band out there that just kind of goes off and will have like 15-minute diatribes, particularly when it's a political band. And then you right. have other bands that get up there and they do 30 uh, minutes of straight nonstop music, don't even introduce themselves and play. What's the right balance of banter? How much right. should a band talk? Right. And I got to, you know, I got to make the mentions because I know I had thought about this before. And the ones that I've seen that do the most talking have been no effects and social distortion fascinating those would not have been the two i would have thought of oh dude fat mike i, I i've seen no effects once and yeah. they would play a 30 second song and he would talk for like five minutes and most of it was about needing more vodka milk <laughs> it wasn't even it's not even super political the dude just yeah. likes to talk and we you know we know that yeah yeah um, but you know mike ness loves to hear himself talk uh paul stanley from kiss is actually pretty much the same he fucking loves to hear his own voice yes. so and i mean I, I i like to talk so I, I'm just kind of dumb when I'm forced to on stage. So <laughs> um, I try not to force myself to. I mean, I, I even get to the points where it's like, hey, dude, like start the song. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. But um, on the other side, you know, there's the Ramones. There's the yeah. Ramones and like the One, two, three, Yeah, that, that's it. Um, I think... I think you 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 should have a little bit. I mean, I know that I've I've definitely heard a lot of people say they prefer that when people just play, but I think you got to keep it fun. You know, you should keep it fun and interesting and personal. You know, if that if that's your band, you know, yeah. if you're just there to play music, then just play music. You know, like sometimes some bands just need to shut the fuck up. Yep. And you know, there's there's definitely a line, and it's hard to find until you've crossed it. You know, I think it depends. On, and, and it does very often happen, in my mind anyway, with like bands that have something they're trying to say. And they want to make sure you understand the song. There, there was this band from Boston called uh, The Prophets, uh, you know, like Money Prophets, not like Seeing the gotcha. Future. And they, they did a lot of political songs. They would often do like introductions to like a song that people was relevant to a current political thing. Or when Colin Deb would go on tour and we would do Patriarchy, Ripley, she would always yeah. make a oh, point. Yeah of like making people understand what this song was about and why it mattered because what was happening in Florida. So I, I think there can be time for that. And, you know, I've, oh, you know, Dead Kennedy's band, Jello did a lot of talking. Oh yeah. 
storytelling or you know the dead milk bin you have things like uh before bitchy camara they told a different story every time i saw them live <laughs> that's so, awesome um but I, there was this band called 15 i bought i don't know if you heard them Jeff Ott, um, old like lookout record band. I bought their CD. The first one I bought it was a live one because I would buy live records. Right. The dudes literally have separate tracks for his talking because he talks so long. So <laughs> like, awesome. like they literally separated his talking into separate tracks on the CD because there were times he's talking from two to five minutes. Like, yeah, <laughs> this song is about a friend of mine. She was a revolutionary. She died now, but this song is about all the revolutionary things she did as a revolutionary. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. No, like, that's funny. Oh yeah, I was like, I listened to the CD and I was like, oh, skip, skip, skip. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't need to hear all that that banter. On the other hand, I love a good thing like the Circle Jerks gig album. So I was like, there we are, we're the Circle Jerks, and then it starts. I'm like, that'll do, right? That'll do, sir. That'll do. I'll take that. And if you've seen the Circle Jerks, you know that Keith does like to talk. He'll do yes. they do three or four songs back to back, and he has like a hard stop where he tells his story and his whole thing. Yep, and he and, did that, and then they go right that, back to it. Yep, the right before the uh, song "Wonderful" on that album, he does. I was like, "We wrote this song for you for your parents when they hear it playing <laughs> in your bedroom, blasting it loud. They what a wonderful thing it is that we're raising our kids to listen to music like this instead of all that crap that's out there." And I feel like I almost literally just said that word for word, and I haven't listened to that album in like at least a year. <laughs> That's and I, awesome. It used to be on constant rotation, but I just saw off and he said nothing. Nothing. Wow. Literally nothing. That and see, and that's interesting because you would think that he'd be plugging the movie and you know the fact that he's they're playing the soundtrack right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's literally nothing. But when I saw the Circle Jerks out in Tampa, yes. Yep. Maybe it's a different band, right? Oh, we went to that because we went to that show. We went together. to that show oh, together, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I slept shit. on your floor. So yeah. Oh my god, my futon. Your futon, my, my bad. My futon. You left your uh, your Advil PF. Yes. <laughs> that I was like, oh, I should ship back, and then I'm like, oh, I probably can't do that. No, that's no, okay. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Yeah, yeah. That see, that's super interesting because I mean, they just you know they put out a whole movie and everything, so you'd think that he would say something. Yeah. And he's always he. It, it seems like he likes talking about the dudes. I mean every all the dudes and all the bands that he plays with but he likes talking about these dudes because they're fucking phenomenal players yeah they're so right. insanely good it's like they're so good i was like when i look at all of them he's like oh well you know um circle jicks can't tour all the time and i'm not exactly a tim barry so i'm not gonna pick up an acoustic guitar and roll like that <laughs> so i'm just gonna hire a bunch of super talented young dudes and form a band with them and they're gonna say form a band with keith morris fuck yeah yep yeah, that's where I would have been. Yeah. been like, uh, what yesterday? Yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> hell yeah! All right. So, best or worst stage banter you've ever heard? You ever? Does any stage banter that's ever been memorable where you're like, "Fuck, that was great," or "Oh my god, I wish they would stop talking." Um. Uh, you know it. I I had to say, Fat Mike with the vodka milk kind of caught up my nerves a lot it's like dude like i know you like to drink but someone brings him a vodka milk every time he says that and it's like dude you're gonna like you're gonna die and like <laughs> we're all surprised that he hasn't it's fucking phenomenal like, yeah that, no i i read the no but, effects book so it's definitely surprising yeah. he's not died so. but um and you know where i even said mike ness likes to talk a lot um uh and i want to say it's their live at the roxy record there's a lot of um, of stories he tells 
in that one. And I think they even start that set with um with Story of My Life, which is a super weird opener. Yeah. But, you know, he tells the story of growing up in Bakersfield, California, where you can't go to the mall and get pierced and walk out of the walk out of your house without, with blue hair without a bunch of construction workers just beating the fuck out of you for no yep. reason. And, you know, he's like, I was five foot eight and I hit the biggest motherfucker there. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's it's great. And, you know, um, every time he introduces, like, don't drag me down, you know, they're anti white supremacy songs and stuff yeah. like that. Um hearing him talk about uh the clash and show strummer and how much he looked up to him is always fun um like you know mike ness like he talks a lot but i i sort of enjoy it yeah um <laughs> i mean when i listen to a live album if there's not any stage banter at all mm-hmm. I get kind of disappointed mm-hmm. i'm like i love the live album but i really do want to hear at least something at some point like, right there's just something that makes it feel more alive just to have something that is just that is sad. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, the Smoking Popes have a couple of live records, and it's mostly like it, it's really funny when he finally comes through and he's like, "Thanks for coming out," and then they just go into another song. And it's he's, it's just like cute, really. It's like he's he just seems so nervous on stage to just talk. Yeah, and it's almost like he's like, "Let's let's just play some music," and I'm I'm comfortable there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking on stage is is, is a. Uh is a difficult thing, I think, mm. right? It's it's hard to do because, you know, that's not what you're signing up for. You're, you're not a public speaker. You're not a poet. You're not a comedian. You're, you're right. a musician, and it, often you're awkward. Some of the best yeah. musicians out there are only comfortable when they're, like, singing the songs that they wrote versus, like, oh, you want me to talk. All right, so speaking about talking and being awkward, I obviously, I awkwardly forgot to actually end the episode in any realistic way. Steve and I just went on a ramble, chatting like good old friends that we were, and then we just signed off and, you know, said our merry goodbyes, and I'd see him uh, Tuesday in New York when he was playing uh, Brooklyn with Leave It Behind and some other peeps. So uh, I didn't end the show, so I'm back on to end the show just by myself because I couldn't grab Steve. Thank you, Steve, Rats and the Wise Guys from showing up. Thank you, all of you, for listening and or watching or whatever it is you're doing to uh, this video. It's up to you. No judgment whatsoever. Um, If you enjoyed it, awesome. If you have any ideas of good uh, live albums I should listen to to grab some stage banter, uh, feel free to send that my way. Or if you want to record your own, like, hey, this is my 30-second stage banter before a song or if I broke a string or whatnot, feel free to send it. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, TikTok. You can find all that shit. I'm sure you're uh, smart enough to figure it out. You can also email at dcpcbooking at gmail.com. I'll post all that shit in the uh, the links to wherever this gets posted to. Thank you all very much, and I hope you all take good care, and later days. <laughs>